From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, ruling and opposition parties are wrangling as a motion seeking consent to arrest the main opposition chief has been submitted to the parliament. North Korea says it test-fired four strategic cruise missiles, but the U.S. and South Korean reconnaissance assets have not detected the launch. And Defense Minister Lee Jong-sup says he and his Polish counterpart agree on ways to help Ukraine. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Tom McCarthy. A motion seeking parliamentary consent to arrest main opposition Democratic Party Chair Lee Jae-myung has been submitted to the National Assembly. This comes after prosecutors requested an arrest warrant for Lee last Thursday over his alleged role in the Daejeongdong and Wire land development scandals, as well as suspicions of third-party bribery through Songnam Football Club. Given that the rival camps have agreed to hold a plenary session on Monday, the latest motion is set to be handled then, in compliance with the National Assembly Act, requiring a motion to be voted on between 24 and 72 hours after submission or be deferred until the next plenary session. The National Assembly Act proscribes the arrest of a sitting lawmaker while the Assembly is in session unless Parliament approves or they are caught in the Act. A court can deliberate on a lawmaker's arrest warrant once an arrest motion is passed in Parliament by a majority of lawmakers, but it's likely to be dismissed given the DP's 169-member strength in the 300-seat chamber. The main opposition Democratic Party has again slammed the prosecution's investigation into its chair, E.J. Myung. In a Supreme Council meeting on Friday, DP floor leader Park Hong-gun said that as party members earlier agreed that the prosecution's warrant request to arrest E is extremely unjustified, the party will resolutely take part in the vote on the arrest motion. Park added the politically motivated warrant request by prosecutor Yoon Sung-yeol, squarely aimed at the opposition leader, will go down in history as tyranny. The ruling People Power Party also ramped up its offensive against the main opposition bloc ahead of the submission to the National Assembly of a motion requesting parliamentary consent for E's arrest. In a floor meeting on Friday, PPP chief policymaker Song Il-jong criticized E for not keeping his presidential campaign promise to give up the immunity from arrest and for appealing to fellow lawmakers ahead of the critical vote on Monday. Pyongyang has made fresh claims that it test-fired four strategic cruise missiles early Thursday, an apparent retaliation against Seoul and Washington's tabletop exercise on the regime's nuclear and missile threats the day before. Military authorities in Seoul are verifying the latest announcement, as the firings were not detected by the Allied surveillance systems. Richard Larkin reports. North Korea announced on Friday that it test-fired four Hwasel-2 strategic cruise missiles into the East Sea from the city of Kimchek in North Hamgyong province early Thursday. While Seoul and Washington's surveillance assets reportedly did not detect the missile firings, South Korean military authorities are in the process of verifying the announcement and looking into all other possibilities. The North State-run Korean Central News Agency said the four Hwasel-2 missiles precisely hit the target after traveling the 2,000-kilometer-long elliptical and figure-eight-shaped flight orbits for a duration of between 10,208 and 10,224 seconds. Hwasel is a Korean word for arrow. 
It said the drill demonstrated the war posture of the North's nuclear combat force, which is bolstering its deadly nuclear counterattack capability against hostile forces in every way. The firings were carried out in apparent retaliation against Seoul and Washington's 8th Deterrence Strategy Committee tabletop exercise on North Korea's nuclear threats at the Pentagon on Wednesday. During the exercise, the Allies held in-depth discussions on various approaches to their deterrence and response posture in the face of the North's evolving nuclear and missile capabilities. In a separate statement on Friday issued by a senior official at the North's foreign ministry, Pyongyang warned that Washington's incessant hostilities and provocative practices could be constructed as a declaration of war. Richard Larkin, KBS World Radio News. The United States has strongly warned North Korea that the use of nuclear force would lead to the regime's demise, pledging to continue deploying its customized nuclear capabilities. The Defense Department issued the warning with South Korea's defense ministry a day after Seoul and Washington conducted their 8th Deterrence Strategy Committee tabletop exercise at the Pentagon on Wednesday. During the exercise, the Allies discussed joint deterrence to maintain peace and stability on the Korean Peninsula and response options against the use of nuclear weapons by the North amid the regime's advancement of its nuclear and missile capabilities. As previously affirmed in its nuclear posture review, the U.S. warned that any level of nuclear use by North Korea against the U.S. or its allies will not be tolerated, the consequence of which would be an end to the regime. Seoul and Washington also agreed to reflect the strategic outcome of the latest exercise in the ongoing revisions to their tailored deterrence strategy and hold additional tabletop exercises in the near future. Defense Minister Lee Jong-sup said on Thursday that South Korea and Poland have formed a consensus on assistance to Ukraine. The minister made the remarks at a news briefing after talks with his Polish counterpart Mariusz Błaszczak in Warsaw, noting that the two nations share the common values of freedom, human rights, and the rule of law, as they both pursue global peace and prosperity. He did not elaborate on the details of the consensus between the two nations. Minister Yi said that Poland has agreed to actively support in global efforts and South Korea's policy for peace and stability on the Korean Peninsula. There's good news and bad news for South Korean semiconductor manufacturers this year. Amid ongoing Sino-U.S. tensions, Washington is poised to enforce export controls on chip production in China. On the other hand, they may also benefit from subsidies for U.S.-based growth included in last year's CHIPS Act that goes into effect in 2023. Bae Ju-yun has the details. With new U.S. export controls on semiconductor production in China set to take effect this fall, a senior U.S. official warned South Korean chipmakers will likely see a cap for their production lines of advanced chips in China. U.S. Undersecretary of Commerce for Industry and Security Alan Estevez outlined the changes in a forum in Washington on Thursday, jointly hosted by the Korea Foundation and the Center for Strategic and International Studies. We're working with those companies on, on the way forward there. So what will likely be is a cap on the levels that they can grow to in China. If you're at whatever layer of NAND will stop it somewhere in, in that range. The revelation will likely raise alarm bells at chip makers as well as the South Korean government as their products are a key export item to the U.S. market, especially at a time when Seoul is banking on trade to help ease an economic downturn. South Korean manufacturers Samsung Electronics and SK Hynix will have to adjust to limits on the layers of their chips and other regulations on the equipment used in China, with a license allowing companies to operate in China as before set to end on October 7th of this year. 
The enforcement of the export controls poses a challenge for the two companies, which both have production facilities in China but are looking to expand operations in the U.S., likely with subsidies from Washington included in the CHIPS Act signed into law last year. Pigeon Cubis World Radio News. The final 32 teams competing in this year's FIFA Women's World Cup have been determined. In a post on its website on Friday, the football governing body said the list of countries, up to 32 from the previous 24, has been finalized with the final editions of Panama, Haiti, and Portugal set to appear at the tournament jointly hosted by Australia and New Zealand from July 20th to August 20th. Team Korea, led by coach Colin Bell, is placed in Group H together with Germany, Morocco, and Colombia. The benchmark Korea Composite Stock Price Index lost 15.48 points, or 0.63%, on Friday to close the week at 2,423.61. The tech-heavy Kosdaq also fell, shedding 4.40 points, or 0.56%, to close at 778.88. <laughs> And that's the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul. I'm Tom McCarthy. KBS World Radio.